0: Welcome to Talking WoW, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft, believe it or not. My name is Tom, and today we're going to be talking about Aberus, the Shadowed Crucible, or, as I like to call it, Daddy Issues, the Raid. Joining me on the show today is my co-host of Talking WoW, it's Marty! Hello! Hello! I'm still not tired of this
1: raid. It's fun.
0: And that is the episode. That's all we needed to hear. Thank you very much for tuning <laughs> in. No, of course, we've got a bit more to say about Avaris and what's been going on there. It's the second raid of Dragonflight. And I think would i be right in saying, Marty, after the Vault of Incarnates, we were having high expectations of what
1: the next raid might deliver. I I would say so, yeah. Um I, I definitely think that the first raid was one of the better ones, especially that last fight was a, it was a long fight, but it was fun when you started getting the hang hang of it and uh and yeah, so looking forward to the to this next one. Yeah, I can say that I would say that yes, yeah, sure are some some expectations. Okay, so where did
0: it all go wrong? No, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> let's let's read it a little bit before we uh before we venture in to Avarice because actually something that i've enjoyed about Abarus is not being inside it and it, it's actually being in the zone of zarlick caverns and just having Abarus there looming in the distance that ever presence of just you know that reminder of hey there's something not right down here and that's that's it and it even looks like a bit of a I don't know, it looks like a bit of an old god or something, doesn't it? It's got a bit of, like, a N'Zoth vibe about it, just from the
1: outside. I don't know if you've picked up on that. Um, Actually, no, but now that you're saying it, I mean, it does make sense, considering who whose laboratory it is. So, you know, maybe there already were some influences uh, at that point.
0: Probably, probably. And I got some, not quite comparable, but do you remember like back in classic vanilla when you're you're in burning steps or uh what's the other one called searing gorge that's the one and in the background you just have black rock mountain just looming over and again there's obviously some connection there with Abarus and black rock mountain because this is where basically shadow flame was created and you know black rock mountain is like a pop-up stall for shadow flame really isn't it so there's a bit of similarity there with just this looming i mean the mountain's not a structure but you know what i mean there's that, that's that presence there that's just reminding you of hey there's there's something in there and we're just gonna remind you about it while you're in the zone you know
1: doing pet battles or something like that <laughs> I mean, I guess the same can be said about uh, uh, one of the best raids ever made, Ashground Citadel. Uh, That's true. Al- always there in the background as well. And even, you know, from the get- It's like the center, almost the center of the whole expansion that you can see it in not every zone, but most zones you can see it in the distance. So,
0: Yeah, but this one, they stuck it underground and keep it hidden away, which again, I guess, makes it a bit more sinister with what's to come when you eventually pass through those doors and i mean what happened when we we pass through these doors marty because one thing i quite liked about this was that we've been doing questing in 10.1 and the storyline there with the black dragonfly it literally leads you to the front door of this raid and then it's like hey we're continuing the story inside and i thought that that seamlessness was just really nice and just the flow of how the story is progressing and that might be something that's been that way in shadowlands and before that obviously i didn't play shadowlands so perhaps that's not a new thing but it feels just like the entire narrative flow even getting you to the raid and continuing that narrative within the raid feels a lot more
1: cleaner this time when you said and started asking questions about shadowlands i was sort of thinking back and i don't even really remember how you got led <laughs> into the to the dungeons uh, to the raids back then um but no i definitely agree that uh, it definitely feels like you know w- we're pulling that thread and we're following that thread and uh, uh, and now we're here and and it, it does feel really really seamless um i know it's it's not necessarily good podcasting to agree with each other but i think i just agree with you that you know, it, it does feel quite good uh, this time around, um, we we have a, a good idea why we're here. So, so yeah, it's it's pretty good. Were you we surprised? Because I think I was a little bit that
0: we don't actually deal with any incarnates in here. I know we have, like, Tharak in the zone initially, but <laughs> he gets his Shadow Flame and he buggers off. So I think there was that expectation before this raid, like, oh, we're going to be tackling the incarnates now because we released them in the well we didn't do it It wasn't our fault but someone will probably blame us in the the initial raid vault of the incarnate so we kind of expected i suppose that naturally that would be the next threat or some of those incarnates would be dealt with in this raid we were you surprised that we weren't dealing with those straight away
1: i mean to be honest i think in the beginning i did think that yeah i had the same idea and i was like I was already you know before i even stepped foot inside the i was like oh now we're just going after the incarnates we're going to kill them you know one by one and it will be like the usual uh uh, wow expansion where we just go in and kill a bunch of of, you know these new awesome characters that we just met and and we didn't actually and so yeah I, I i was kind of surprised by that as well but it makes good sense that you know firework was not down here because of the labo- laboratory he was down here because of you know other things um and the the laboratory is just something that that is you know there and uh and we are actually have other characters that is way more interested in this and we need to go deal with them so it it actually makes pretty good sense without you know putting you know this month's big bad in uh, inside of it so um so yeah, yeah. so yeah, surprised re- but but positively uh, surprised, I guess.
0: And I suppose like the whole Sarka thing with him rushing off and chasing this power, chasing these whispers, like that was a loose end that needed to be tied up. And they also incorporated the, I wouldn't like to say the conclusion, but in a way, yes, for the whole Black Dragon flight, where who's going to lead them now and <laughs> this I think served as a great way to tell that story and perhaps shed new perspectives on what the
1: Black Dragonflight's aim is. Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, I really liked that whole ending and how the raid ended when you include the extra quest line that you get when you, you know, end the dungeon. And I think this is one of those things where, you know, when you data mine stuff, you, you know, you don't get the full picture. And so so because I saw that cinematic, you know, that kill cinematic before we killed the end boss and before we actually got access to this quest. So I just saw that end uh, uh, cinematic and was like, is that it? Is that the end? That seems kind of you know anticlimactic. But then you actually play the questline afterwards, and you go back into the raid, in like your own little scenario, and and you get uh, you get another uh, another cinematic at the end of that, and all of a sudden everything makes sense. So I really liked that. Even but uh, but I I had to be like you know I had to get upset first when I only saw that cinematic, obviously because uh, yeah it was so out of context to everything. So. You wouldn't be a, a consumer on the internet if you were you know,
0: instantly reacting to something without seeing the full picture. That's just how it's done, <laughs> Marty, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and exactly. I think, yeah, it was interesting because I think usually with regards to that and boss in a raid, they pump out this cinematic and it's usually like a massive set piece of like where we're going next. And this wasn't really, when you take it on its own, it's a very short cinematic. It doesn't really tell you anything. It just gives Sarkarif, you know, their last few breaths and basically saying, like, they were led astray. And then you're like, oh, that's it. Right. So, like, it's not really satisfying enough to say, like, yeah, of course, we knew Sarkarif was in the wrong and we knew Sarkarif was chasing something that they probably shouldn't have been. Uh-huh. And you didn't really get enough from that. But like you say, with the introduction of a quest after getting to go back into the raid, getting to take that in, the aftermath of everything, it really fleshed it out and allowed you to direct the narrative then to where we're going to next. And I think Dragonflight as a whole has been very good from like the start point of the expansion to where we are now with regards to the narrative. That hasn't really felt like there's been too many missing parts which i think when you look back at previous expansions don't you, you feel like well yeah we've got to here but how did we get here or maybe it was a book or something or it was something outside the game but mm-hmm. it feels like they've really turned it up to 11 now with like telling the story in game and and getting you from point a to point b because i think like i say in the past it's just about like you've you've gone from a to b and you're not really sure there's Bunch of stuff what, in the what's middle. The, what's missing. The, what's
1: the connection? Where are we going here now? Yeah. Besides, yeah. oh, it's a new raid, new shiny loot. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it it's been like, in a way, a lot slower pace with what's going on. And I think you know that's something we talk about here a lot. Is we don't want the big bad resolved after like a raid or in a patch. Like we're enjoying this build up of, oh, like there's a plan going on here, I mean, and it's not the jailer's plan. So, 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 and it actually seems like it might be well thought out and you know you you can see some shadows of what might might be happening but again we're not too sure Mm -hmm. and i suppose the thing now is with avarice not really giving us too much about what's going to happen next it's like well the next raid probably should do that (laughs)
1: And one of the things that I would love, because I think you brought it up a little bit, is that you know we haven't we, we're not just checking off the the big bad checklist currently. We're actually not doing that, and I I, I would actually like to list I don't know if if it will be any of these characters that we have met or any of these big bads that we met now, but but I would love to see them actually building something up over multiple expansions. So we actually maybe don't get to kill the the one of the big baddies that that we know of at least currently. and I would love to, you know, just see going forward that they, you know, keep doing havoc on the world and and being, you know, something that we need to take care of. Yeah,
0: I feels like the next raid though we're definitely doing something with an Encarta, maybe Farak is getting to be taken care of or something because Farak feels like that Expendable member of the group that <laughs> yeah. they're just like, yeah, go, go raise hell, and um, then when you die, doesn't really matter because you've you've succeeded in what we wanted. You just we just want you to cause chaos, <laughs> and uh, Farak is a chaos gremlin, and chaos is happening right now in the Dragon Isles with Farak. So, I, I would I would be saying right now, I feel like that's where we're heading, uh, because we didn't we didn't get that in this this raid and i think you know we were maybe expecting that and we weren't and we were taking down a a new narrative well not a new narrative but a continuing narrative that didn't stray too far away from what it's just you know it's just branched off a little bit because we had to take care of uh, saraku and now we have and that feels like it's nicely resolved and now Mm.
1: back to the main threat of the incarnate's Yeah, yeah. No, I I absolutely agree. I I am wondering though how all this... uh, I know it's probably a little bit still too early to talk about it, but I am wondering how if any of all this time-traveling stuff is going to have any influence on on the next raid or not. Um, But I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, what they'll (laughs)
0: do is we'll time-travel and we'll just come back and do this raid again. They'll just (laughs) reskin a couple of enemies inside here and they'll go, there you go, there's your... uh, there's your third raid. Yep. I should be giving terrible ideas
1: like this out on the airwaves, so Actually it could be fun. I can see something fun in going back into an old raid, but you know, everything is new. Like bosses are new, fights are new, um, uh, but but re but reusing that location. Because you know, why would that not happen? Why would it why would if we clear out some kind of, you know, stronghold or something, why would something new not take hold in it, you know?
0: well that's true that could be maybe we can do some sort of upside down Black Rock Mountain with 50 bosses they just they're all back <laughs> yep. with the with the 10 raids that's inside that place sure <laughs> so moving moving back to Avarice a little bit here obviously we've mentioned Black Dragonflight narrative here is very very strong and I guess something that it didn't irk me it doesn't make me angry but at the same time it's like Well, you're trying to tell a story in here and you bring in the Echo of Neltharion who is connecting with Raffian and Sibelian and trying to lead them to certain areas and speaking and um, trying to inform them of decisions, perhaps. But you open up your raid journal, Marty, and it's like, we're going to be fighting Echo of Neltharion almost at the end of this raid. So... I don't know.
1: I don't think we should be trusting this Echo of Northarian, just saying. Well clearly Rathion and the other black dragonflights don't have a dungeon journal. <laughs> because, <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Should, they should get one. I mean they they maybe they just don't know the shortcut for how to open it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they've done what I've done, they've rebinded their keys yeah. and they can't open it anymore <laughs> and it's like oh, I'm not clicking on that. I'm not a clicker. Exactly. But so An idea I've seen in the past regarding that, actually, is because the the journal, obviously, is a bit of a spoiler for what's coming. Yeah. And if we are moving into a place where Warcraft's trying to tell more story within raids, or maybe they just do that in the after-quest, like they've done with Aberysts. Yeah, And I'm thinking, like, along the lines of how Final Fantasy XIV does it, like, they're telling a lot of story in raids, and it's, like, big, long cutscenes. People ain't gonna like that. But... At the same time, it's like, would it be cool if you opened your journal and actually the entry didn't appear until you, like, reached that encounter? It was almost, like, question marked out until you reached that encounter. But obviously with data mining, right? It's, you're going to know this stuff anyway. So maybe it's pointless, Marty. But what do you think?
1: I mean, I definitely think you can do something there because, you know, sure, there is data mining, but you don't have to watch it. I actually do these days try to stay away from too much data mining because I, I just want to experience it instead. Um, though when cutscenes come out, I do tend to watch them because, you know, everybody else in the guild will be talking about it and doing the same thing. So, you know, yeah. uh, better to, to, to spoil myself than someone else doing it for me. Um, but, yeah... I think you can definitely do something about it, but I think also think that there might be some, some progression rating guilds who, who, you know, might want uh, those, you know, small nuggets of information that's in there, though I know that they have been talking about that at least for the race to world first that, you know, the dungeon girl doesn't, you know, show the mythic encounters until um, you know, you've killed the boss, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um uh, I think it's like such a small thing that it's probably not something that this will throw loads of development money after. But but something like that could be cool to just try and avoid spoilers. But then again, I don't really read the dungeon journal um, when I go in and, and learn a new fight. I, I, I prefer just going in a little bit blind actually and see what happens. So I, you know, and and then if I can, if we can't figure it out, then we we start looking at at sources yeah
0: i i feel like it it would be nice but we're in an age now where like even blizzard themselves are spoiling what's coming in a way with their roadmaps and such like so i think we've moved past those days where it's like oh we're gonna keep stuff a surprise and i think they do try and encrypt certain things but generally everything is just known ahead of time and i'm a bit like yourself even though we're doing a world of warcraft podcast i'm like i don't really need to know everything that's coming just yet until i'm actually experiencing it and you know if you listen to this podcast you're kind of experiencing the content at a bit of a snail's pace you know we're we're all guys here we're reacting very slowly to to what's happening (laughs) but gives you time to to digest it and think about it and not
1: reacting totally on face value and also, I also actually do kind of like the whole aspect of, of not you know looking too much into what's coming and uh, overhead because something I remember something in the last patch that happened that I really enjoyed happened that way and that was that I went to that new island um, and I was like why do I even need to go open up this uh, uh, you know open all these doors and this the, in and this vault and stuff like that and then you said to me hey it's because of this ring and and. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, you can get these different gems and that made me realize oh that's why i want to do it and i went into and did some research so you know um, and talked to other people so it it became a way more like natural progression that you know i don't understand why i'm doing this i'm talking to my fellow players and then you know then we together discover and figure out why we need to do things and and i kind of like that approach as well i kind of like that thing I've just had a message in my ear to tell
0: you no you're doing it wrong S- you S- are S- a S- noob S-
1: i know that so- I don't don't mean a message in the ear for to knowing that
0: <laughs> so avarice marty obviously we've been raiding it i've been rating it on the most hardest difficulty possible you've been a bit more casual yeah uh you raid on heroic i rate on looking for raid so how is your guild been fighting heroic difficulty. How have you been finding it? Has it been a much of a step up from Belt of the Incarnates or
1: how have you been getting on? I think for me personally it's it's been a little bit of a mixed bag also because I have had some quite busy time. So I've I've, I've we rate twice a week, but I think currently like in average I rate one and a half day a week. Um because I have to I have to miss out on every other um, raid, and also it's in the summer vacation, so I was going to festivals and stuff like that. So some fights I was there for... We don't want to
0: hear about your social life. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I'm just setting up that, you know, some fights I was there for, you know, the first few tries, and other fights I was there when we already had killed it before. So, you know, obviously when you've already figured out the puzzle, um, it, it's, you know... Well, when everyone else has figured out the puzzle, then you're just there and you're just, oh, I, I just put this one healing piece over here and everything is good. Um <laughs> I, I've
0: got this vision in my head of Marty just lying on a beach with the phone, sitting beside him, just waiting for a text message, saying, yeah, we've got it on farm. <laughs> so Marty just, like, sits up. Finally. From his, yeah, he's just, like, heads back to the computer, but he's been just suntanning
1: all summer. See, 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 pretty much... Um, no, so I will say this though uh, I don't know if, if you know how how we're going to to attack this but i am going to attack the last boss uh if that's all right with you um to talk a little bit about sure that. um take of down I think my initial reaction to this fight compared to the you know previous last encounter, I think the previous one had a lot of faces sure and i think one of my complaints was that it was simply too long i don't like those long long fights but it had a lot of different phases where a lot of different things happened and i felt like you know it was like a progression you you get the first platform on the wraps then you go to the second platform and get that on the wraps and you continue through the fight that way where this one was just one hot mess all the way through when it was a progression and and i was like okay i so much stuff is happening. Uh, it just felt like one big mess on this one platform, uh, and you're being pulled back and forth, and then you're down below, and then you're up top, and you know, and there was so many things going on, and and everything was just thrown at you pretty much at the same time. Sure, there were a few, so it was in a few different phases, but still, um, especially that last phase in the beginning felt really, really chaotic, and um, so. I do feel like that if I had to, you know, rank, you know, these two end bosses that we have so far, this is actually on a second place. I don't feel like it was that great compared to uh, others that we've seen so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you, I mean, if you compare it to the Razagath fight, I think that's going to be that's going to be hard to top for for a while. I think just because of there was a lot of moving parts of that, but like you say, the way that it unfolded and Actually came together in the end. It mm-hmm. felt like a, a really good progression within the raid encounter itself, albeit quite a long fight. Yeah, but again, for me, doing that one on looking for raid, it was actually a really enjoyable fight. And even though we wiped a lot, uh, <laughs> it was still quite an enjoyable fight to learn and and get to grips with. And something that we talked about when we we talked about all of the incarnates was just that feeling when it all clicked. Yeah, and all the phases were right and. Yes, Ark, a bit different. Bit different with just... did you. We're going to stick you in this did void, you, void-crusted void room and we're just going to... Did you one-shot lots of shiny stuff. Did I one-shot it? Yes, I did. There we go. <laughs> but, um, I was dead for most of the fight. So <laughs> the first time I did it, I actually didn't understand the um, like the feathers and the closing the portals and Getting up, not closing portals, but uh, the knockback. No, you get teleported away. You get right. phased out.
1: All right, so you need to I pick need up, to... pick up the three uh, uh, s- uh, circles.
0: Yeah, I, I was, I got confused. What I had to pick up, I thought I had to pick up all the small ones, speed boost things. Yeah. Got very confused. I just died, and I was the only one who died, and it was very embarrassing. That have died. I have been back since, and obviously corrected my ways uh, in that regard but yeah, yeah just I think it, the whole raid itself on looking for raid and I mean it's not it's not a a brag or anything like that because it's looking for raid but generally it felt like there wasn't too many mechanics here in nope. the entire raid it felt very just tank and spanky which you know brings me back to the the old Black Rock Mountain feel just like yes just tank and spank everything here and, again, that could be for various reasons, like, we're in the second patch, so people came into this way more geared and yeah. prepared, I suppose, for
1: it, what it, was coming. But it's it's kind of weird, because I felt like Razagath felt like an end-of-the-expansion boss. It didn't really, to me, feel like a, this is the beginning of an expansion end boss. It felt like this was an end-of-the-expansion end of the expansion and boss. And then we get this one, which actually sort of feels probably more like a, a first raid, maybe second raid, as it is uh, end boss. Um, so so yeah, I, I don't know how how Blizzard is has been, you know, figuring out how all this is, is going to, to to fit together. But but yeah, this raid overall definitely felt easier, which is weird because it should. But it felt easier than 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 you know, the initial raid. Usually it's the other way around. Usually it's the initial raid that feels easy and then sort of you know bumps up the difficulty. But this one actually felt opposite.
0: So that's why you're enjoying Abra so much, because it's so easy <laughs> and you just, you've got it on farm and you're getting all your sweet loots and uh, you're just, just waiting now for the next raid to
1: pop. <laughs> I think I'm enjoying it way more because I actually this time around have Chosen to just focus solely on one character. In the beginning, I think I had like a few different healers that I was. Over. I mean, I did have a main, but as soon as you know, as soon as we got the opportunity to go into an alt, I went in with alt and stuff like that. And I actually haven't this time around. I've focused on my main. I'm enjoying, you know, just get being. You know, but I'm pretty much. I think the only way that I can actually get better gear is to actually venture into mythics or, or high level uh, 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 mythic plus, and and so it just feels good to have that you know I've done everything I can feeling to to my character.
0: Yeah. So, with with that out the way, do you have it a do you have a favorite encounter in this raid? Something that you're looking forward to to doing each time you you go through that clear or Is there anything that's not really standing out there?
1: I feel like that I kind of, in one way, I enjoy Rashok, but I also really dislike going into looking for raid as a healer and people don't understand that you should not overlay the, the AoEs and, you know the circles on each other because it will just make the you know your healer's life way more <laughs> miserable. Um but I don't That's know hard mode. Yeah. Hard mode, it, Marty. it definitely is. Um but I don't know. I just feel like it, it's a nice fight. It, it has you know two different f- phases that alternates and and um it's pretty straightforward but there's still good stuff there's like phases where you just need to heal your, your, your ass off and I don't know. It's a simple fight, but it I don't know, I just kinda like it. Yeah, I like the Jardin presence
0: within Avarice because it it nods to them as well because you see their presence very heavily dominated in the Zarelik Cavern, so obviously that they they would have a space here as well. And I think yeah, the the Rashad fight is, i what sticks out is just like there's a lot going on here and when someone gets that wrong, it is absolutely madness <laughs> and I don't know what I quite enjoyed when some people got it wrong in looking for raid because it was like, oh, it's getting spicy in here now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's either that or the tanks messing up the, the, the taunting thing. Um, yeah, so. it's always the tanks
0: or the healers. It's never the DPS, just I mean, just
1: to be fair, I don't feel like... I mean, the DPS can totally F up when, you know, the overlapping of, of circles. So I think everyone has, like, a, a, a thing here where they, they, can, they can mess up and, and you yeah. know... Yeah, I don't know. It, it's again, it's a simplified, I, I find, but I do, I kind of just enjoy it.
0: Maybe this is just what we needed, right after the Razagaf and the stress of all that. <laughs> the, just a nice little raid to to see us through to to whatever's coming next. And I think it will be will be interesting to compare, like when we get the third raid. Just like, where do they take that? Will they ramp it up a little bit more? Because I know people were saying about the tuning of this raid was maybe a little bit under, and that probably, you know, is backed up by many claims of people saying, well, it did feel a bit easier. It didn't feel quite as challenging as perhaps um, even, even the incarnates
1: even, did. Even the raid for World First was over in, in less than a week, uh, where I think last few times it's been minimum two weeks. So, so I think overall it, it's been yeah, a little bit... Down tuned. I I don't want to say under tuned because I don't know what their plan is, but at least down tuned uh, for uh, compared to what we're used to.
0: And you can't argue with the professionals, I suppose. So if if we're saying it on every difficulty, like LFR, normal, heroic, mythic, <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 probably there there to see. But yeah. we will see what happens next when we get the third raid. But um, yeah. It, O- overall thoughts? Do you think this is something you're gonna look back on fondly? Are you gonna be, you know, sitting there at night with a photo frame <laughs> of soccer riff and just thinking that was, you know,
1: take me back to that raid. I mean, I think the first raid is still high up on the list, and comf- you know, obviously, I don't know what they will be doing with the, the next few raids, but I actually don't think this raid will be, you know, something that. that, that that we'll, we'll remember too much when this expansion is over. I think it was there, I think it was good, but I don't think it was super special, so... Um, but, I mean, those raids needs to be there as well, and and, and at least this was a good one of, of those types of, of raids, so, so... So, yeah. We'll see. You've heard what Marty thinks. You've
0: heard what I think. But what do you think? Will you have fond memories of Avaris, the Shadowed Crucible, long beyond this expansion? Or are you dumb with it? Are you fed up with it? Do you just want the next raid? You can let us know in places that you do that. And sadly, we have reached the end of this episode. It's been a great chat about Aberysts and all the things going on in there. And I think ultimately, we're just excited for what's coming next. I think the raid itself has set up the, the narrative and the story, probably subtly, not, not in a dramatic way which, for me, that's very, very exciting because it it leaves a big question mark of what next. I just hope it's not the old gods. Oh, it won't be those guys. They haven't been in expansion for years. (laughs) I've been Tom. That's been Marty. Hey. And we've been talking WoW. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, champion. Did you enjoy this episode of Talking Wow? If so, why not drop a review on your podcast catcher of choice or leave us a comment? You can find Talking Wow on Twitter or YouTube over at Talking Wow. Hope to see you again soon.